Welcome back to the recap with Bernie and Jamie. Today we're talking some NBA, a little bit NHL, and get into the championship games. Today we have a special guest with us, Dustin. How you doing, Dustin? Great, man. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, if you want, you got like 30 seconds. If you want, like say a couple words about yourself and I don't know, whatever you want. You got Welcome the floor is yours. Welcome to the AA meeting. Yeah, so, yep, I'm Dustin. Just had a just had a baby. <laughs> getting pretty getting pretty lit over here, but nonetheless, staying staying involved in the sports world and trying my trying my best to keep involved and keep it going. I'm excited to be on here with you guys. So thanks for having me. So you you know you're gonna you could say like hey you know I'm I'm a basketball enthusiast you know I play basketball too. You could have said that you know. Yeah, I could have said a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. He plays basketball, viewers. You know, he he, he likes basketball. Um, he's going to be talking about basketball. He's our basketball guy. So uh, when we talk about NBA, we're going to bring him on and talk about basketball. And today we're talking NBA. So. Yeah, we're going to start off with that. Look at that. Transition. So what are we talking about first? We're we talking injuries. We're we talking... Trade. We 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 talking COVID. What are we doing? Well, I feel like the biggest news in the NBA right now is is indeed the trade. So, <laughs> all right, let's, let's start off with that. So, looking at the the Harden trade, which we we talked on last week, we talked about the players and picks that were swapped. Um, the Brooklyn Nets went two and zero without Kyrie. And are zero and two with Kyrie. It doesn't seem like Kyrie. Well, Kyrie with them. Um, they did have a lot of points in a game against Cleveland, but Sexton scored forty two, one and double. Cleveland won in double overtime. Um, but it, you talk about defense and chemistry with Harden in the lineup and with who they got. Big concern was defense. And doesn't look like it's panning out too well for them. Yeah, absolutely. And to be fair, in that in that zero and two streak with Kyrie, the second one, Kevin Durant uh, did sit out. But I mean, again, that still doesn't speak well for Kyrie. Uh, you know, when one of your superstars sits, you're supposed to be that that third superstar. Superstar, especially after you know the reason he left the Cavs was to be that number one guy. And he's not even he's not even really stepping up as the number three when the number one's sitting. So it'll be really interesting to see what pans out with Kyrie Irving and if he plans on staying or if he's going to really commit to the team and and uh, stick around and help them win a chip. But um, what I will say is Steve Nash did um, say yesterday after the game that he's he's he knows that this isn't a defensive team and he's hoping that these big superstars who are known for their offense can get a little more scrappy and put a little more heart into the defense. So hopefully, hopefully Steve Nash can get them going and get that defense stirred up and get them active. See how little I know about the NBA is I didn't even know Steve Nash was their coach. Yeah. First year coach. Hopefully he pans out better than Jason Kidd did. Jason Kidd wasn't good for Brooklyn at all. He was a fantastic coach. But Jason Kidd also didn't get to have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. So, yeah, yeah, but like like we were talking about, is they don't have a defense now, 
and they yeah, know they're yeah. on the defense. Like you can score 150 points, but if you don't have a defense and you're living up, giving up 151, that doesn't help your cause. All that matters at the end of the day is wins and losses, and they don't have a defense to help them win games. You know who I think won yep. that trade, guys? Who? The Cavs. Why do you say that? Well, they didn't really give up anything, and they got Allen and Prince, who uh, Allen is a great defender. I would know because I started playing uh, fantasy basketball, and I don't know anything about it, but I'm doing pretty well. Um, but yeah, Allen's been a really workhorse for uh, the Nets beginning of the year, really good defender, and uh, they got Prince too, who I can't even say his first name. Um, we didn't even try to say it last time, um, but yeah, I think I think they're they're three and zero since the trade. So, I mean, they're eight and seven. So they were five and seven before the trade. So they have a winning record after the trade. I think it's pretty good. I think the real yeah. winner of the trade really was the, was the Nets. I mean, today's league, you you gotta have a superstar studded studded team, and I mean the Nets know that. If you want any chance of competing with teams like the the Lakers and the Clippers, who are full of talent, you, you got to be in win now mentality because it seems to be what everybody's mentality is. LeBron James isn't going to be in the league for long. The Lakers took that same mentality. It's just going to be Anthony Davis and then see what we do from there after uh, LeBron's done. And then same with the Clippers, really, as Paul George will probably work out soon or leave. Yeah, I don't see him staying long either. It's kind of like win now mode and. As far as win now, if the Nets can put it together, I think they probably have the win now team. Well, do you? Do they you... might have. Oh, go Bernie. Go ahead, Jamie. No, go, go right. Bernie. Go Bernie. Uh, okay, I'll go. I'll go. Um, they, they, you say they have the win now team, but when KD is out, they're not winning. So is uh, is it really a win now team? Because they only have guys that like six guys that can play in a game, so you're going to wear out your win-now players because they can't play throughout the whole season if they don't have the rest they need. So they're going to be playing close to 60 minutes a game almost every other night. So is it really win-now? Did they really win this? Because they gave up a lot for one guy, and they're not really getting that blowout offense that you expect a Harden-Durant-Kyrie team to have with the Great, defense. For sure, and certainly keep your eye on but at the same time, I mean – Back when the Heat built their super team, it took them a, a little bit to meld. So, I mean, let's give it a little more in four games. But right now, I agree with you. It's it's interesting to see how it will go. I just think, I just think if there's any kind of talent that can do it, they have the talent that can that can. But didn't the the counterpoint? Didn't the Heat uh, acquire pretty much all their players from free agency rather than trade? So they didn't really give up a lot to get their team right. Right, uh, we're just. I'm just speaking on like the win now part. As far as the future, like yeah, I think the, the Nets, Nets are kind of really... severely screwed for the future. Not the Nets. Right, that's why it's got to be win now. If they don't win now, they just their whole franchise is down the tubes for a little bit. Their whole franchise has been down the tubes since they made the Kyrie's, uh, Ky, not Kyrie, uh, the Pierce Garnett Terry trade. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they they haven't rebound from that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't see the the Nets being the win now team. If anything, I agree with. I think they're the losers out of all of this. I think um, I actually think that Houston's a pro one of the bigger winners, just because they got him out 
and they got something in return for him. They, can, um, they got Pacers, a lot in return for him. Yeah, they got they got shit. They got shit. Not like bad shit. I'm talking like great shit back for him. But my thing um, is, it's like, the Pacers, they got the first round picks of the Nets, right? But what if the Nets yeah, do, yeah. do well? That's not going to be a little pick if the Nets, if the Nets do well, right, then they pretty much get late round, first round picks from them, right? Yeah, they have the rights to swap four of them, and they have three other ones. But still, like, if they have the rights to swap, let's say you know the the Nets have a like a really good team right now, so they're they're not going to be worse than the league. You know what I mean? So they're not going to get early round picks from this draft. They're going to get late round picks from this draft. The drafts, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be right, surprised. So it's more than that because Houston's not going to trade those every other round picks. Yeah. I they're going to they, keep their own. I mean, they could, is what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, if the Nets play well each of those years, right, then they're not going to – I mean, I feel like they're the Harden's not going to be around – for that much that long you know what i mean i don't think he's going to be good for that long you get what i'm saying well so harden has what this year an extra left on his contract and and the swaps are after that yeah yeah so they could actually benefit the houston benefit from that because they could build a solid team not like champions but like a solid team where they actually could use those swaps um I don't see Brooklyn being worse than Houston being in the East and the roster they have. I can see them actually doing pretty well. Um, but be, being a championship team, I don't think so. But Houston, on the other hand, they the assets they, they acquired are a lot better in the long term for them. They're going to suck would, this year. You like, know what you're going to get in the draft. No, and what kind of talent somebody might end up being, whereas you know what you're getting in James Harden. Yeah, no, but you can always trade those draft picks for somebody else. Right. So, like, they, they could they could be like, all right, well, this guy wants out of this place. We're going to give you these picks, and we're going to take him in and build a team around him. Uh, Houston won't do that because they're Houston, but it could happen. Right. And, I mean, yeah, they have three of them, so. And I feel like the Nets lost. I mean, they gained James Harden, but they lost a lot of their, their. Uh, they lost a lot of players in the in the trade. You know what I mean? They're supporting cat. I know Levert is. I mean, they, he got traded, and then he found that mass on his kidney, which could have been cancerous or whatever. But he was like, you know, it saved my life, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, but he was an outstanding player for the Nets. And so was uh, Allen. So, you know, Allen was a great defender, and then they lose him, and he's going to the Cavs, which he's doing really well there. So, like, you know, as you said, they lost their defense pretty much in that trade. Yeah, but I'll be on the side of I think they're going to figure it out, and I think they're going to win the East and have a chance at the chip. If they start playing defense, then they definitely will. Uh, that's up to Steve Nash to kind of embed that into them and be like, hey, if you guys want to actually have a legit chance, you got to play defense and not let guys just run right behind you and do an easy layup into the basket. 
Um, but, you know, it, it's up to Steve Nash and it's up to the players to do that. But you look at all the championship teams recently, they did have big-name players, but they also had a great supporting cast around them where guys knew their places. And they knew that they weren't number one, two, or three. They knew that they were coming off the bench. They were the six-man-of-the-year type caliber player, and they did their job to the point where they helped them win the championship. And right now, out of uh, that Nets team, I don't know who you'd even consider a fourth or fifth player. Who is on that team now besides the big three? That's the thing. Nobody knows. Let's, let's take a look, shall we? Dustin, do you know who's there besides the big three? Besides the big three? The, besides the big three. Jeff Green? Well, yeah, Jeff bad. Green. And uh, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, we're forgetting about DeAndre Jordan. Is he yeah, no, he, he. Well, so here's the thing with DeAndre Jordan was they brought him in to be kind of like a, a little bit more than a role player, and now he's like an active player. Right, and I mean on the bench you got Dinwiddie, who's unless he's out. Actually, I think he might have been out for the season. So, yeah, that could impact them a lot, too. Speaking on, I guess, injuries would have been coming up. Dinwiddie being out is really going to hurt them because that's that role player they would have needed. But, so, like, being in Boston, like, they were talking a lot about, like, this trade and, um, like, just to, excited to see, like, what would happen in Brooklyn because it could even, it could explode both ends. Like, it could be great for them. Not in Cleveland, sorry, in, in Brooklyn. Uh, it could be Brooklyn. great for them or it could be horrible for them. Uh, but then they were talking about the Celtics and, like, is it really, like, before this trade happened, like, is it really worth bringing Harden in with this team? And they were talking, like, what would you have to give up? And is it worth giving it up for this guy? And the astounding answer was, like, no, you do not give up Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. You do not, either one of them, you do not give up to get this guy. And I feel like the Nets were like, we'll give up everything to get this guy. At the same time, with no disrespect towards Boston, I love Boston sports, but Fuck the Patriots. Boston also don't really, <laughs> can't really get over that hump. So at what point are they going to take the next step and figure out what different they have to do? No, well, like, so, like, the discussion here now is, is if you're going to build around, um, we, we had the Kyrie trade where they brought right. Kyrie in and they, they gave out so much. And now that kind of is like, it was that really what was best for the franchise? Because you gave up um, IT, who was balling in Boston, gave up, gave up James Crowder, who, although the, he had beef with the fans, he loved the team. And they like gave up some other stuff with it, including picks. Wasn't it Jameson uh, picks Crowder? In. Yeah. No. Whatever. Crowder. You said oh, James. I'm just saying. Oh, well, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and, and so now people looking back at that and being like, is, was that really what was best for the team even at that time? Because really all we got was a good half a season from Kyrie because he got injured his first right. year and pretty much was like, I'm out the second year. So, like, it, that that is still fresh in our minds where 
you know, you you get two more years off of Harden. What's to say he doesn't do the same thing? So now it's like bringing people that want to be here, bring them in through free agency. So we know, like in Boston, we understand we are really just like one or one key piece away from winning a championship. Yo, Jalen Brown is balling out this year. He is. Yeah, he had twenty yeah. points last game. He's yeah, and we got so Pat well. uh, Peyton Chris. Well, I came in. The kid from Oregon, Oregon, he has gone off for uh, being a point guard. Yeah, so that Celtics have one of my like favorite teams because of just they're such a good teamwork team, and their coach really has that instilled in them. And yeah, I have like nothing but respect for the Celtics. It because they're not like huge names in there, but they get the job done, and they're they're fun to watch. Who's the head coach of the and, Celtics? Stevens. Uh, Brad Stevens. Yeah, he's the guy from Butler, right? Yeah. Yeah. And another thing is they've gone through the draft. They haven't really – like, you got Kemba Walker, yeah. He was a big free agent signing, but Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, um, Peyton Pritchard, uh, like, a lot of those guys came in through drafts. And so, like, they're kind of like a draft-built team. Yep, true sense of team. Getting rid of Kyrie was the best thing that happened to you guys. Yeah, 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 it was. But we got rid of IT too, and he was like a icon here. He was such a he was a so love good in like, Boston, and then he goes to the Cavs, and he's ass. Well, it, I think it was more of like just you know he's a system player. Yeah, does, does well in the Boston system, and like fed off the crowd, and like Brad Stevens like um, IT BIT. That was a good little uh, swerve. So, how do you guys feel about the other the other pieces of the train? Uh, Victor Oladipo, Chris Levert. I know he's out, but say next year. I mean, I think if, all if he comes back, I think if Levert comes back, um, he went to the Pacers, right? I had my notes from last week. I'm pretty sure he went to the Pacers. Yeah. yeah. Are the Pacers decent or? The Pacers are kind of one of those teams that's like always in the middle to the bottom of the playoff race. So they're they're nine and six right now. They're number two in the East. I think if he comes back, you know, he'll be good. You know, like they they said in a month they're going to reevaluate him. Yeah, I think he's a good piece. I also really like Ola, uh, Oladipo to the Rockets. I think that's. Yeah great for the Rockets and adds to what you guys were saying about the Rockets benefiting off this trade. It's It uh, it, it gives them a, a really exciting player and one that's not going to be some locker room trouble and will contribute to the team. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I, like I mean, as of, like, players, not just draft picks, but, like, players that were traded, I think besides, you know, you said James Harden or whatever, I think I really think the Cavs benefited from getting um, Prince and uh, Allen. Says, I mean, Larry Nance is good, but they didn't really have a really good like posterizer center until they got Allen. Hey, uh, yeah, but um, it's, it's. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. You, this is this is no, your I'm, topic. Yeah, this is all you. Yeah, I'm, yeah, just, yeah, I'm yeah. just giving my opinion. <laughs> This is all you, Dustin. 
yeah, I just, I mean, it, player wise, I, I, I just don't agree. I'm, I'm on the side of the Nets. Like we can sit here and talk about decent players, but the, the Nets just landed a, a incredible in his prime star, and I, I just see them making it work. I don't think really too many of the other names. Chris Levert can make a little bit of a difference, and Oladipo make a little bit of a difference. You don't think but Allen all will these, make a difference? Not really. Not a, not enough that we're going to be talking about him again in, in a couple months, to be I mean, honest. the Cavs just beat the Nets. Uh, again, we're in our first twice. four games. We're... <laughs> twice, yes. We're in our no, first four I, games, though. No, the, and you're right. You're right. It, it's early. They haven't had a chance to really get the chemistry working and all that stuff. And right now, they are beating the Heat. But it, it, for me, it all comes down to defense. I mean, we've seen teams lose because they didn't have defense. We've also seen some great offenses win. Look at the Warriors. Kevin Durant went into that yeah. offense. and Yeah, but they, had, they, were they also had a pretty decent defense. I mean, they had Andre yeah, Iguodala. Yeah, and Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala. Like, they were pretty pretty good at defense, you know. But that, that iconic and, and block. Jamie. And, and Jamie, to that, that's the supporting cast we talk about. Yeah. All those players, the supporting cast, where although Steph Curry might get, like, the the golden crown, he doesn't do it without these other guys. Yeah. You can't win off of one, two, three guys. You need to have the supporting cast that buy into it. So we'll, we'll see later in the season, you know. Um, this is just fresh. You know, January 13th was the trade, so it's been 10 days. So it's still fresh. Um so we'll definitely keep revisiting um, this because it's the biggest blockbuster trade probably of the whole year. Um, we'll keep revisiting this and see how they're doing throughout the season. Probably week to week, just keep an update on how they're doing. And then we'll, I'll probably take back everything I said at the end of the year, you know? Oh, yeah. It'll be, it's, it definitely is interesting to see how it will play out. All right. You got any other news, Dustin? Uh, no, I mean, not as of this moment. There's... Any injury news or anything like that? We talked about the big ones. Uh, Chris LeVert, Dinwiddie, uh, McCollum is out. Oh, yeah, isn't he out for like a month with a fractured foot? Yeah. That's big, though. That he's, definitely he's a players, big yeah. player. He was going off this season, too. Yeah, he's, he's key in that backcourt with Damian Lillard. Yeah, um... So do you want to move to, like, local sports, local news? Well, we got the uh, big NHL trade, right? Talk yeah. Talk about that. Well, we can talk about that. Um, I know Dustin knows a couple of those players. I don't watch the NHL enough to know any of those players. But it happened eight hours um, ago. It was um, the Columbus Blue Jackets um, sent Pierre-Luc Dubois. Let's see. Now, Du Bois, <laughs> along with a third-round pick to the Winnipeg Jets in exchange for Patrick Lane and forward Jack Roslovic. That's all I got. I don't I know any of those players. Right. Dustin, do you know who who Pierre Luc Du Bois is? 
<laughs> um, yeah, him and him and Patrick Lane are definitely very mentioned in the NHL. They're definitely some big and big stars. I believe they were both taken in the 2016 draft, so they're. It's not like they're they're all that old. They're overall pick. Yeah, they're up and still up and coming. Great pros, um, great players in the NHL. So, um, I I hate to see this for Patrick Lane. I don't like him him going to the Jets. It's a smaller smaller franchise. Um, not as successful or going anywhere. I mean, I'm sorry, the other way around. Um, him going to the um. I'm drawing a blank. Help me out. Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets. Thank you. The Blue Jackets. So I mean, nobody really, nobody really. That yeah. That I think the big loser here is Patrick Lane. Um, he's not really gonna go to a team that's really gonna show his potential and keep helping him as he progresses through his time in the NHL and helping his name really be known. Yeah, everything I'm reading, uh, or I have read, says uh, Patrick Lane is the loser of the trade. And um, Dubois, Pierre-Luc Dubois, is the winner. Yeah, um, yeah so um, good for good for Dubois. He's going to get, you know, a, a great shot here. Um, and hopefully... Lane doesn't. I don't know what his contract looks like. I haven't had a lot to look at that. Hopefully he, yeah, you know, he can get out because yeah, stuff so, so we gotta pay that too, and and we'll probably update you more next week. That's all I got for NHL, but <clears throat> local news. Do you have anything locally, Bernie? So uh, the Celtics have been sucking, recent, sucking, okay, sucking recently. Um, they lost today against the 76ers. Um, then they they have been dealing with a little bit of COVID stuff. Um, Jason, I'm sorry. Is this today? Yesterday. I don't even know when they played last. They they played yesterday yeah. against the 76ers. Yesterday, thank you. Uh, um, but the good news is that Jason Tam is good to almost good to return, if not completely good to return. Um, he is still on COVID nineteen protocol, um, so when he comes back, they should be the team. The Bruins, uh, they are currently up five to one. Twelve minutes ago, and third, they can pull this one off and not have a huge debacle and blow this five to one lead. Um, Brad Marshawn, they ended up changing the puck and the game's over. Six to one, the game's over. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Thank you. My phone apparently doesn't want to update me. Um, Brad Marshawn went, uh, they they ended up changing the puck. They had a tracker in them and they ended up throwing it out and they asked Brad Marshawn um, if he noticed anything different. He said, yeah. The pucks aren't the pucks aren't going in the net, so change the pucks out. They're going in the net. Uh, Dustin, I I just want to update you that um, all the all the one pre one people that are watching my stream can just straight up see your armpit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, right now? Yeah, that's all. You're frozen on yeah, armpit. Yeah, frozen there we go. It fixed itself. The only news I have, because I pretty much only follow the NFL, which is about to end, is that the Ravens lost, which I'm sad about. Um, but do you have anything on the Wizards COVID situation and the Capitals this week, Dustin? Capitals had a very interesting week. Capitals um, took two straight games to, well, one to overtime, one to one shootout, lost them both to the Penguins, which you never like to see. One of our biggest rivals. Mm-hmm. Um, Sidney Crosby with the game winner in the in the one of them, which was devastating because you know Ovechkin um and now we just got updated as of a couple days ago that Kuznetsov and Ovi and a couple other members actually had to sit out for four games due to all being in the same hotel room in close contact with COVID um so we did play one of those games and it's on our homestand and we just beat Buffalo yesterday so I mean that's good news it it shows how deep the Capitals are and we got a win so we're still undefeated in regulation we're 3-0-2 so Caps are staying strong let's hope they uh, ride this homestand this is a good time to have your key players out on the homestand um then for the Wizards something about Washington apparently we also had some COVID issues there yeah. Have we played a game um, yet since the COVID outbreak, or no? No, we could have played against the Bucks, like, technically, but Bradley Beal spoke up and was, like, and the coaches, of course, and we're all, like, mad saying that since they had just returned to the court on Wednesday and didn't have enough time to practice by Friday when they were supposed to play the Bucks, that it was just setting the team up for injuries. So they ended up postponing that one, so... Next game's on so far against the Spurs. And how about Bradley Beal this year? Oh, man. Bradley Beal's on fire. uh, I think it's like 34.1 points per game right now. uh, Leading the league in points per game. He's just lighting it up. You think he deserves to be on the Wizards? (laughs) Absolutely not. I feel so bad for him. He's... he's in such a tough position too because he's in a position where you have so many so much talent so many huge names where he's kind of been the biggest all-star snub i've seen in forever kind of like on the other side damian lillard you just got some snubs and bradley beal's getting the worst of it yeah bradley beal has been destroying it this year um as i said earlier in the podcast i know nothing except for fancy basketball um but I have Bradley Beal, and he's been destroying in fancy basketball. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't. How many years does he have left on his contract? Do you know? I'm not sure. I don't want to speak on that. I'm not sure. <laughs> but like, I mean, like do you, if you were Bradley Beal, like, let's say you were you were Bradley Beal, right? I wish. <laughs> Would you stay with the Wiz when your contract's up? No. no, I don't think I would. No. I mean, you're going to get some hate saying, you know, you can't carry your franchise out of the dirt. But at some point, you know. I don't even think it's it will be him. I mean, what team did they assemble around him? 
Like, yeah, they got Westbrook, but he's been out. Oh, he's all around. Right. It. There's only so much the Wizards can do. I mean, they had Thomas Bryant, who was on a tear, right? And then he gets hurt for the whole season. So who else do you have? You know what I mean? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. So uh, good local news. That's good. Yeah. Bradley Beal's a monster. That's that's what we learned. Um, let's go into some NFL news, uh, which is the most relevant thing since we're in the championship games. But we got a lot of uh, different things happening right now, you know, coaches getting fired and all that. But with a new development happening in the last couple hours was what, Bernie? Uh, we talking Stafford? Yes, that was the last couple hours. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, um, so Stafford has now requested a trade out of Detroit. Um, and the big thing about this, both sides actually has agreed that it's in both both parties' best interest to move on from one another. The Detroit Lions are bringing in with a new head coach and PC principal and a new GM. The uh, They feel like they should get a younger QB to kind of work along with the uh, Stafford feels that he is not getting any younger, which he is not. It is time for him to move on, find a team that is ready to go to at least the playoffs to get him a win. And that definitely isn't going to happen in Detroit with that young and that new uh, coach and GM. So to trade, the Lions are agreeing with him. It looks like Stafford's time as we come to an end they are now listening to offers to get him out and as a Patriots fan I am semi excited about this because we need a pretty okay QB to actually make it back to the playoffs if we can make it 7-9 and nine with Cam Newman who says we can't go 10-6 and six, get a wild card spot and sneak into the playoffs here's, here's my argument with that whole thing I don't think just say I'm wrong. That Stafford is that great of a quarterback. You're wrong. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. I don't think he's – no, I do not say he's a great QB. But I'm saying he's better than Cam Newton. No, 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 no. No, I understand that. I'm saying personally I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he's really overrated I think... as a quarterback. I think him – he was a good quarterback when he had Calvin Johnson – who was a fucking monster. And since Calvin Johnson left, he has some pretty he had some pretty okay targets, but like he just couldn't do anything. And I understand it's not just him. It's the defense, blah blah blah, and the run game, but I really think he's a really overrated quarterback. No, he he well I mean, you know, I think that 20, let's say 20, rough estimate, 27 of the 32 teams have a really QB. He is one of them. Um, but I think that, you know, if he went to a team that realized that what you need is a running game, uh, have a power run game, and work off the play action like a lot of Super Bowl teams have done, 
including the Patriots, including the Ravens last time they won it when they went with Ray Rice play action pass and hit whoever wide open down the field, which was a little behind. You look at I'm not saying Joe Flacco was a lot of teams out there. I did not say that. I said that you have to have a run game in order to have an, uh, be a Super Bowl contender. That's why I said um, he could be that guy. He can be the guy who lets a running back have a beast of a season. He works play action and hit guys down the field. To do, you don't need him to be a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. You need him just to run the ball, play action, throw it over the defense to a wide open receiver. What's your opinion? That's what I'm, I'm saying. Tom Brady though is Tom Brady could hit targets who were next to nobodies. Can Matthew Stafford do the same? If he worked the play action, and yes. Dustin, do you agree with look, me, look. Bernie? You choose. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you, Jamie. I'm saying that Matthew Stafford isn't a great QB. I'm not saying he's a elite QB. I'm saying he's overrated. However, I think if you put him in a system where it's a run-first system, he can be a Super Bowl contending QB. No? No, I, I don't think he's ever going to get up to I Even if he gets traded, like, let's say if he gets traded, I know he wants to be traded, but I know the Lions are wanting to trade him for a first-round pick. That's not going to happen. There's no way a team will trade a first-round pick for a quarterback that is older. You know what I mean? Like, even if even yes. if Tom, not proven. I'm just saying, if Tom Brady was traded, there's no way someone would pay a first-round pick for Tom Brady, even though he has, like, maybe two or three years left. I know he's I older, I, but Tom Brady is way better than Matthew Stafford. I disagree with that. Tom Brady has ranked. He has proven that he can win games. You think someone would trade a first-round pick for a potential, like, player that will last more than the years that Tom Brady will be the their quarterback? What first-round pick recently has made it to the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah. Uh, who won the Super Bowl last year? The Chiefs. Whoever the Chiefs took Was first round. round. Whoever, huh? I thought he was whoever round. the Chiefs took first round last year. I don't fucking know. <laughs> No, no, but, like, a, a big game-changer type. Like, wasn't Mahomes a second-round pick? No, he was a first-round pick. No, he wasn't. Yes, he, no, he was. Are you, do you want to debate this with me? The Chiefs traded up for Mahomes in the first round. Do you, do you... Let's go. Let's go right now. Look it yeah, up. Draft the 10th overall. Get fucked! Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mic drop. I'm, I'm gonna be right back. All right, all right. But to be fair, it's hard to win a have. conversation with Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is different. <laughs> we all know this. But to be fair, he also has Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Last year, he had Shady McCoy, and that defense is pretty damn good. I, I just said stuff. 
I know, but Dustin didn't say anything in counterpoint. Is yeah, it because I'm the only one up. that disagrees with everyone? Apparently, well, this is why we, we are a good team, Jamie. It's because we don't agree on everything. Fuck, man. I just I don't think Matthew Stafford deserves a first overall, a first round pick oh, no. in exchange for him. I'll trade, I'll, I might trade a third round pick for him. There's because the Lions. I read earlier that that he was rumored of being wanting a trade, and the Lions wanted a first round pick for him. There's no. No way oh, I'm going to trade a first-round pick for Matthew Stafford. No, no, you're exactly right. They're expecting a first-round pick. I would trade a third-round pick for him. I think I, if I trade a third-round pick, I can be happy with it. I get something. I, I trade a third-round pick, get Matthew Stafford, and maybe a later sixth-round pick. I'm not trading a first-round first round pick for Stafford. No way. Dustin, would you trade like... a first-round pick for Stafford? God, no. What, what pick would you trade for Stafford? I even think third's too high. I I don't I don't like Stafford at all. I think he got Rod Jail Jail uh, deal in Detroit. He hasn't really had like he had Calvin Johnson. That's really the only receiver he ever had. He had Golden Tate for a while. He's not bad. No, he's not bad. But is he is he uh Calvin Johnson? No, no one's Calvin Johnson. No, no. no one's He's on that level. Is he a guy that can be a a, uh, a reliable every every down guy? I mean, last year with um, Daniel Jones, he did pretty fucking well uh, when he wasn't suspended. Um, and this year, <laughs> yeah. he was hurt. I'm pretty sure for most of the year. But when he was not suspended last year, he did really fucking well with um, Daniel Jones. Yeah, but that that might be more of like the offensive. Well, no, because they changed. Um, I mean, Matt Stafford also had Kenny Galladay. I mean, when not injured, but Kenny Galladay was nice. Yeah, he was. He also had and Danny Amendola. Well, Danny A. Playoff Danny. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just I'm not I'm not on board with the with the Stafford. I don't. I think we're in the right system with a. A good defense where, you know, if he goes a three and out, the defense can actually stop someone. You know, I think he, you know, he, he'd get more confidence behind him to actually do well. Um, you, you guys understand what I'm saying? Great. Okay, so, okay. so if, he, if he goes to Chicago, if he goes to Chicago, does Chicago improve? Yes. Okay, if he goes to Minnesota. I mean, I mean it's Chicago improve in what way? Improve at quarterback? Yes. Offense-wise. Offense-wise. I mean, if they keep Allen Robinson, then yes. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to play this game, right? We're going to trade out the QB for 2020. Okay. Everything equal. All right. Dustin, All right. you playing along? I'm listening. Okay. Are you gonna Are you gonna play along? You have to say yes or no. I said yes. No, you said I'm listening. I said yes before. Anyway, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Minnesota, Kirk Cousins or Stafford. Oh, that's really fucking hard. They're both bad. I take Stafford. I would take Cousins. I would take Cousins. I hate saying really? that. I hate saying that. But I like Cousins less than Stafford. If you like Cousins less than Stafford, then why are you taking Cousins? 
I mean, I like. Don't you mean Stafford? Yes, yes, that's it. I haven't been drinking. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, the Raiders. Derek Carr or Stafford? I take Stafford. No, Derek Carr. I fucking Derek hate Carr. Derek Carr. Oh, oh. I hate Derek Carr. I don't think he's. I think he's the most overrated, eye-lining wearing quarterback. <laughs> oh, going after Raiders fans there. I see. <laughs> Anyone else agree with me that Han, watch this. Brittany. Brittany, talk as loud as you can. I don't care. I don't care if this podcast can hear me. Does Derek Carr wear eyeliner? The quarterback for the Raiders. Does he wear eyeliner? Exactly. She says yes. Alright. Tennessee. Titans. Ryan Hill is way better than Matthew Stafford. Totally that's, different level. That's not even a like a debate. <laughs> um, Houston's obviously that's an easy one. Jacksonville. Jacksonville, um, yes. Matthew Stafford is better than Gardner Minshew. No, but he's not better than Trevor Lawrence, who they're about to get. Hey, you don't know. It could be Justice Justice Fields. The Broncos. <laughs> Drew Locke. Oh right, yeah, take I'll Stafford take over Locke. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Stafford on that one. Hundred percent Stafford over Locke. Hey, hey, baby, our favorite QB of all time with the Eagles, Wentz. I would take Stafford Stafford. over Wentz. Yeah. Um, Are you just gonna get rid of Hurts like that? I mean, he could still learn. He'd learn more from from Stafford than he would from Wentz. Oh, oh, I actually got a good one here. Okay. Jerry Goff or Matthew Stafford. I think this is, that is close. That's a good one. I'd take Stafford over Goff. I don't Yeah, like I'm going to have to take Stafford. I think, yeah, I got, I think I got, Stafford I would actually flourish in at the in the Rams offense. Honestly. Yeah. Like with but Cooper Cup and Robert is. and Bobby Trees, I think he would flourish. That, and there's your run game with Cam Akers. Oh my god, he would do so well in that offense. That's what I'm saying is that Stafford, like, he's not elite. He's not in that top tier. But he's in that second group, and I don't know where he is in that second group because he's with been, has been with Detroit for so long. But we can only name two or three receivers, and he's 31, 32 years old. So he's been in the league almost 10 years. Yeah, he would flourish in the Rams offense. Anyone else? Uh, I mean, it, it's like things that, like, Panthers. Who oh, I, I would take Stafford over Stafford. Teddy. Atlanta. Oh, oh, I don't I know. I gotta go Ryan. I would, oh, oh, the debate here. Who would you think? Who would you pick, Matt Ryan or Matthew Stafford? They're both old. I'll pick Stafford. Maybe because he's younger. I think. I'll take the younger. Whoever's younger, I take them. I think they're even other than age. Um, no, Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan was so inconsistent this year; it was crazy. Matt Ryan has had Julio Jones for his whole career, and he had White, the guy last name Roddy White, White. Roddy White. Yeah, and he had actual running backs. I mean, he Stafford had... do when he had Johnson. If we're just gonna say just the quarterback and one wide receiver. 
Yeah, but when did John, uh, Calvin Johnson retire? Doesn't, he played with them. We're talking... Doesn't matter when. We're just bringing up names of <laughs> how it's looking. Okay, but I'm saying that for the majority of Matt Ryan's prime... I said it right, right? Matthew Ryan? Yeah. Um, he had Julio Jones. Right. He had, he had a good backfield. They had a good team, and they made it to a Super Bowl with that team. You mean 23-3? It took a lot around them to get to the Super Bowl. I'm putting them on even playing field here. I think that they're equal. I would... I would pick Matt Ryan. He has been proven that he's been better in a season than Stafford. Anyone else disagree with me? Well, okay. So, with with the, the team that went to the Super Bowl, do you think that Stafford would have been better in the Super Bowl? I think Stafford wouldn't have given up a 23-3 lead. Do you think you would have got 23 points? Or 28 to 3, I meant. 28 to 3. Why say 23 to 3? I don't know. Do you think you would have got the 28 points? Probably not. Well, what was the pick six, right? Was it? I don't remember. That game's a blur to me. You should know. You're a Patriots fan. Yeah, uh, uh, there is. Um, I actually turned that game off at ball. halftime. I was like, this game's over. I'm turning it off at halftime. And then. Uh, I turn it back on good. in the fourth quarter, and it's close, and I'm like, uh... turn a game off on Tom Brady. What is wrong with you? <laughs> all right. Uh, so, all right. I think we, we talked Matt, Matthew Stafford. Well, who would you pick? Matt Ryan or Matthew Stafford? Nothing. Oh, I, I, I said Matt Ryan already. I'm definitely Matt Ryan. Uh, all right. Um, other NFL news real quick. Hold on. I want to transition. This is a great transition. Give me a second. We're talking Lions... Anthony Lynn is the new head uh, head coach, offensive coordinator of the Lions. Boom. Yeah, we talked about this last week. You were right. I was wrong. But, I still disagree with Rodgers because he went 7-9 with a rookie QB and a banged-up defense. No, I'm saying that he wasn't – he was just hired as the uh, offensive coordinator of the Lions. Yeah, and fired from the – Yeah, yeah, because you know, I was right and you were wrong. And I still disagree with the Chargers for firing him. <laughs> He went 7-9 with a rookie QB who didn't even start the whole season and a banged-up defense. I just want to let you know that can, – can you can you say it again real quick? I just need to hear it. Hear what? I was what, and you were what? You, you, you were correct about the Chargers being dumb and firing their head coach. And you were? I was wrong. Okay. okay. I was right we can, we can move to dumb. the other news now. That's all I wanted. Um, anyways, the Eagles have signed their new head coach, Nick Sirian. They signed a guy named Nick. Um, <laughs> um, this is this is highly disappointing uh, as a Patriots fan because, as a guy who has followed the Patriots, the they interviewed Josh McDaniels, the only interview Josh McDaniels has had. And it went badly for him. And he will continue to be the offense coordinator for the Patriots. So if you're a defensive coordinator, I am telling you now, if you are facing a third and long against the Patriots, expect a running play. Because that's all he does. Because 
They're going to punt it anyway, so just expect a run because they're not throwing the ball at all, ever. Third and long? No. Third and short? Maybe. Dustin, I just wanted to let you know um, a reoccurring theme that goes on in this uh, podcast is how much Bernie hates Josh McDaniels. So, um, <laughs> to be fair, though, also agree that he sucks. I'm yeah, not disagreeing. I'm just saying it's a reoccurring theme. Each, yeah, each week he has talked about how much Josh McDaniels sucks trash cans. He's so bad. Yes. He had his chance to head coach. Blow it. Dude, he would be a great offensive coach. Or not offensive. Well, what the fuck? College coach. He'd be a great college coach because that's his offense. He drafted Tim Tebow. That's the offense he wants to run. Um, but two uh, coaches, Phil Rivers, has decided to hang up his cleats, hang up his helmet. I'm not even. Is... We're not even close to ending coaches. That's the second segment. What are you doing? What do we have to talk about other than PC Prince? Josh and... McCown was interviewed for wow. the head coaching job of the Texans. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. He was a QB coach for a high school team, right? He was a QB coach for the high school team. He was recently signed on for the Texans. He retired in 2017 or 18, it said. He was 41. He hasn't really done anything. I, I can't. Was, huh? I thought he was on the practice squad for the Eagles this year. He was. Like, a little bit practice squad. But he, I mean, he retired, but he was on a squad, you know. In case someone gets hurt, I'm here, kind of thing. I thought, yeah, it's the COVID stuff. Yeah, but um, but there's no way they hired Josh McCown as a head coach. I don't. At debate wise, I don't think Josh McCown would be a great head coach. They need a head coach, and they can't get a head coach. So right now, it comes down to who's going to take this job. So, and if I have Josh McCown, and I am looking at a high school QB coach. And an NFL head coach, I am taking the NFL head coach job because it pays a shit ton more. I mean, yeah, but they also they said they said that they also interviewed Bills defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier. Wasn't he a head coach somewhere? Sounds familiar. Do you know Dustin Leslie Fla- Frazier? I'm with Bernie. Sounds familiar, but I can't put a pin in it. I'm pretty sure he was a head coach somewhere. Um, it Vikings. wasn't um, Vikings. Yeah, I was gonna say Vikings. Yeah, he was the Vikings head coach for a little bit. Yeah, 2011 to 2013. Yeah, 11 to 13. I remember he was a head coach somewhere. So Leslie Frazier, who they can't even hire yet until the Bills are out of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Um, they interviewed offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Um, Eric. Bienemy. So a guy named Eric and uh, Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberfluss. Great. And Ravens assistant head coach David Coley. David Coley? David Coley. Uh, yeah. If you're any of these guys right now, not any of these guys. If you're. Um, 
Macau, you take the job. You are going to make so much more money. Might be there for a year, but you are going to be making a lot more money, and then you just go back to coaching a uh, high school football team. I mean, do you think Deshaun Watson's going to be like, oh, yeah, I totally support Josh McCown being my quarterback or my head coach? If they That's actually involved. interesting to me, too, because are, are they interested in, at this point, keeping Deshaun Watson? Is that is part of their thinking engaged around, are we trying to make Deshaun Watson happy anymore? Because if that's the case, Deshaun Watson was very vocal about the Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric. Um, are you, are I, you I, not going to uh, attempt his last name? No. <laughs> um, I think if they consult with him, they might be a little bit, he might be a little bit happier bring that 10 down to like an eight or a seven but i think yeah he's on his way out of houston i don't think Deshaun, like if you're taking that head coaching job you're thinking who's your next qb because it's not going to be watson so it, so, it, so this is a this is a um houston texans thing there have been a lot of talks about the possibility of a trade where either they trade with who is it you said the jets right the Jets or Miami, or Miami are one and two. So, like, Tua Tagalova trade to the um, Texans and then Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins. Do you think that's a possibility? What I would say on sports radio is that the Miami Dolphins are very high on Tua and are not willing to trade him. But uh, Deshaun Watson is a proven QB where Tua has not been. So I think that might just be more play right now than facts. What do you think, Dustin? I mean, I, I agree with both of what you said, that they've definitely been very high on Tua, um, and that it could all just be media spreading stuff, but it, it would make sense. The The Dolphins have the, the stuff to do it. They have the extra first-round picks. They have a quarterback who would – be interesting to see how it would play out in Houston, something to work with. So, I mean. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be very interesting to see that, that draft come like, or not that draft, that uh, trade come draft night. I think um, the, the trade could definitely, I think the only way that would happen is if it comes right on draft night. You know what I mean? But the other thing is the Dolphins might stick with Tua too, because with that pick, they could take that Alabama receiver that just won the Heisman and pair him up with Tua, who he had in college. So, yeah. I think I think they would pick. Oh, this is another debate. Oh, geez, we're gonna go over our time. Um, I really think there's a possibility that they could pick um, Jamar Chase over Devonte Smith. Ability. Because. You know, Jamar Chase is a proven wide receiver um, for the first for the last couple of years, and Devontae Smith really turned it on this year. But he really didn't have anyone, uh, or um, Matt Jones didn't have anyone else besides Devontae Smith and Najee Harris because um, Jalen Waddle was out all year. You know what I mean? Right. 
See, I keep up with college. Look at that. <laughs> All right, Bernie, now you can talk about your thing. Go. Philip Rivers uh, has announced that he is now retiring from the NFL after 17 long seasons of Long and gross seasons. Yeah. Uh, and now there is talk about him getting to the Hall of Fame. Uh, and I think that we all have agreed um, before the show that we all said no. But to the I'm going to I'm going to counterpoint everything because I can. Okay. So he's well, had, he's had ready. Here's his stats so we can talk about them. Right. He is fifth in the NFL with total touchdowns. 421 total touchdowns, fifth all time. He's fifth all time in passing yards with 63,440. Right? The only people above him are Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Brett Favre. All which are, you know, Hall of Fame caliber, all four of them. Even though, you know what I mean? Um, he had a 64.9 completion percentage. And a 95.2 overall passer rating, which isn't terrible. Um, but, you know, people could say with those fifth overall stats, he could make it to the to the Hall of Fame. Um, counterpoint on him making it to the Hall of Fame. Uh, he had 421 passing touchdowns with 209 interceptions. Uh, that's, that's not very great. Um... Yeah, he's not going to make it. Dawson? Just to play devil's advocate, though, the, the Chargers did have some of the historically worst special teams um, that cost them a lot of games. I don't know if you've watched any of like, the, the documentaries or things they've put out on how bad that special teams was and how many games it cost them. And granted, Rivers could have put them in situations to not lose games like that, but at the same time, how, how much of how much of Rivers' career did he take a lot more losses because of the other side of the football? Um, you talk, football is a team game. Um, when you talk about Hall of Famers, talk about individuals' contributions to the game of football. And his contribution, he might have the fifth most passing yards, but it comes down to I know for at least two seasons, because I started playing fantasy football maybe four or five years ago. Um, yeah, Jamie, with you and my cousin at the same time. Um, you're also on mute. No, I'm not. But, I just didn't talk. Oh, okay. Um, so was it four or five years ago? Uh, what season are we, Dustin? Oh, for the viewers, just to let everyone know, everyone in this session right now is in my fantasy football league dustin's so, the, so the, he's the last two times he actually we we all started together we all started together we, we are the originals yeah um so probably max five years um and for those years a lot of the points gaming came in garbage time it's the fifth year. um okay so the first few years i know for sure came in garbage time now, the question is whether the Chargers formed a well enough team to actually compete, and I think they did. They had um, Gates, they had 
LT for a time being. I don't know if you know that transition was with Rivers or not, but they had a team where they could actually compete and make the playoffs. And Rivers just did not do enough to consistently win. And th- in his 17 years, he made the playoffs seven times. And it was in the NFC West where they weren't, they didn't really AFC. have AFC West. Thank you. Uh, they didn't really have a team that was the dominant one for so long. And he was probably the most active QB in that division or that, uh, yeah, division. For a while. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think his stats really proved how good he – or they inflate of how good he was. Yeah, he might have the fifth hole passing yards, but how many really came in garbage time when the game was already lost? I mean, yes, Ladadian Tomlinson was around when Phil Rivers was there for a couple of years. Yeah, so he had he had LT and Antonio Gates. And I know he had Antonio Gates because he only retired a couple of years ago. He's a Hall of Famer because he was a game changer. Phil Rivers, not a game changer. Somebody's got to get in. Antonio Gates came out of retirement and played a year and still had an impact. Yeah. And on top of that, Phil Rivers made the playoffs this year, lost in the first round. I mean, he played against the Bills, and it was a very close game. Yeah, and still lost. That's all. That's like, as a guy from New England, I'm just like I understand Tom Brady's. Um, actually, first battle Hall of Famer because of the six championships, but you have guys like uh, Dan Marino down in Miami who never won one, but he could still get, change games. Philip Rivers, not a game changer. I'm just saying, Philip Rivers had the weirdest fucking throwing, like I don't care throwing about that. motion. No, no, no. You, I, I, did anyone able else to ever notice the way he threw the ball, or is it just me? Just you. Dustin. Just you. <laughs> Honestly, Just you. he was like, <laughs> it was awful. Um, if we know. have I, any I viewers watching, which we only had two last week, um, but I still do this for the fun of it, um, agree with me, please. He throws the ball so weird. Brian, if you're watching this, do not agree with him. Agree with me, do right? Right Brian, in my I'm, Facebook. I'm my Facebook, Facebook.com slash the recap 2020 and comment and say, Philip Rivers has the weirdest throwing motion you've ever seen in your life. Brian, I got you, bro. Shout out. We talked about this, about a lot of stuff this week. Come on, back me up. Wait, so Jamie, who you yeah. got, Philip Rivers or Matthew Stafford? <laughs> oh. For what? The Hall of Fame? <laughs> Neither. No, no, no. On my team? Do I have to pick between the two of them? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why do I have to pick between <laughs> the two of them? I think it's obvious. I'll go first. I picked Stafford. Oh, man. of course you do. <laughs> I'd honestly, I'd, I'd pick Weird Arm McGee over Stafford. Oh, you're going Rivers. Yeah, just because he can make it to the playoffs. Um, the Rivers made, or um, it's ever made to the playoffs. He just had no team to help him out. I mean, the the one year contract Rivers made it to the to the fucking playoffs. He also had an elite defense. Right, but I'm just saying, throwing arm McGee. And, 
I mean, if we're, if we're talking about like, are we talking about when they're in their prime or like now? Yes. <laughs> A combination. Mean, yes. No, I'm talking about pick one or the Make other. Make a case for both. Okay. Philip Rivers in his prime, I think, was a little better than Matthew Stafford in his prime. Because Philip, hon, hon, you said make a case for both. Chill. Um, Matthew Stafford didn't have the amount of weapons that Philip Rivers had, which made Philip Rivers a better quarterback. Now, if we're talking about now, Matthew Stafford is a lot younger than Philip Rivers. And has a lot more in him than Philip Rivers because Philip Rivers is retiring, clearly. So if I had to pick now, I would pick Matthew Stafford. If I had to pick in their prime with the weapons they currently had, I would pick Philip Rivers. Okay, if you are making a team, say you are the Jacksonville Jaguars and you have a trade on the table for a second round pick and you need a QB because Minshew isn't doing anything for you in their primes Stafford or Rivers who are you taking for the Jags yeah the Jags only have Chark who else do they have that wasn't my question no <laughs> no 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 that that that's a part of it that's a part of it if you're if you're the GM in their prime are you taking Philip Rivers? With only one weapon, I think Matthew Stafford could throw it to that one weapon better than Philip Rivers could. Thank you. I rest my case. You win this round. <laughs> do you do you agree with uh, what I'm saying, Dustin? I mean, no. I mean, I'm not saying Philip Rivers belongs in the Hall of Fame because I agree he doesn't. But I mean his name is being mentioned in if he's worth like the fact that he's even being men mentioned i mean kind of disrespectful to put put him below matthew stafford stafford's not i, I don't see him being mentioned at all in the future uh talking about just hall of fame in general if you're gonna just lollygag this through and just be like every qb that has done somewhat well gets into the hall of fame you're really just discrediting every other position in the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of other great players at different positions who deserve to be in before players like Philip Rivers. I agree. That's Yeah, I, I agree. He doesn't belong in there. He's not on that level. I just think for somebody that they're even putting a slight conversation on even if he doesn't belong, says he had you know, a somewhat respectable career, and I don't see that from Matthew Stafford. I mean, I think I if Matthew Stafford had more weapons besides Megatron, I know he had Kenny Galladay, but if he had Kenny Galladay and Megatron at the same time, I think he'd be a better quarterback than what we're talking about today. Okay, but Philip Rivers didn't have a Kenny Galladay and a Megatron. Well, he had Keenan no, Allen. No, he had LT and... Yeah. He had LT and Antonio Gates, and he had Antonio Gates and Keenan Allen, right? Yep. But it... When did Antonio Gates retire? By the time Keenan Allen came, Antonio Gates was pretty much... Washed up. Yeah. Who else was there? 
while you guys discuss right. stuff, I'm going to look it up. Do, should we go into the playoffs? What else do we have to talk about? Is that it? Yeah, we should go into playoffs because we're, we're bordering a little over our time right now. All right, so we'll go to the playoffs. Um, two games, big games, the championship weekend. Uh, first one is Tampa Bay at Green Bay. Um, Dustin, you want to go first? You want to talk about anything you want to talk about? Uh, that one's a that one's a really cool game. Uh, I'm a, Antonio I'm a Brown's out. Yeah, Antonio Antonio Brown's out, and I think that does impact the game because Brady was con- forming a real connection with him towards the end of the season there. Um, and Tom Brady needs to go to the NFC and win this game and prove everything everybody said wrong. He couldn't go to the division with the Saints and all them and win the division, which he didn't, but he beat them in the playoffs. He couldn't make it farther than them. Uh, it it would just c- concrete him as not just one of the goats as the goat, and I would love to see Tom Brady take it all the way. But unfortunately, the the Packers are just looking too nice right now. Aaron Rodgers is balling out on a different level, um, so I, I got the Packers. So Bernie, um, as as a uh, New England fan, uh, do you like Tom Brady or do you hate him? So it's interesting, right? So me personally, I do not want him to win. I have talked to a lot of people this week, uh, my cousin, uh, a lot of people I used to work with, people I currently work with, and we talk about um, who we're pulling for. for. Um, and as a Patriots fan, I'm actually pulling for the Browns, and I'll get a little into the that Browns. a little bit later. I'm sorry, Bill. <laughs> the sorry. Browns? This is what happens when we do this at night. I'm tired. You've I wake up been, at five. You've, all, you've also been drinking, only a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm pulling for the Bills. Bulls, Bills. Um, Got Bears. But my my issue with Tom Brady right now isn't that he left New England and went to Tampa Bay. So he left New England, he went to Tampa Bay, and then he brought in people that he wanted to bring in. He brought in Gronkowski. He brought in AB, and I don't think there's a doubt that he actually brought in Leonard Fournette and JD McCoy. All these guys who hit free agency and they came in with him. They all picked that destination. I think he has had a lot more say in the roster, which is what he wanted. And to me, it kind of feels like LeBron when he left Miami and went to Cleveland. Now, a lot of people in New England feel like Tom Brady is a is a New England boy and that they are pulling for him. I just I personally feel like it's a LeBron type situation and I can't I can't do that. I if he went to a team and they went, yeah, we'll take you in, but like you're gonna follow our rules. And he was like, all right, that's fine. I could pull for him. I can't do it in this situation. Um, so that's 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 my issue with this whole thing. Um, I think that you know Antonio Brown's out, which is the key piece that Dustin said. You know, um, but uh, I think that uh, throughout the season, if you look beginning of the season to end of season, um, the relationship between um, Chris Godwin and Tom Brady really um, developed over the whole course of the season where at the end of the season, he was a lot more in sync with Tom Brady than beginning of the season. Um, I think with Antonio Brown out, uh, the connection from Brown to Brady is going to be more lean towards Godwin. I know that Tom Brady has a really good connection with uh, Mike Evans throughout the whole entire season. And Scotty Miller, 
Scotty Miller yeah. had a re- really, really um, good year with Tom Brady. Um, but I think with Antonio Brown out, it's really going to go towards Godwin. I think Godwin's going to have a really big game. Um, but also, I think that uh, the Green Bay offense, with how well Aaron Jones ran last week and how good the one-two punch with Jones and then Will, um, Williams, right? Am I wrong? What's his name? Williams and Williams. even A.J. Dillon. And A.J. Dillon was crushing too. They have, like, they have such a good you know, running attack. It's crazy how much they ran all over that Rams defense. Um, and plus, you know, MVS was doing really well. Um, Devontae Adams does well every week. Alan Lazard really stepped up. Um, and then Robert Tanyan was crazy as fuck in that game. Did anyone else watch that game where every time he caught the ball, he was like, Whoa, yeah, let's go. Oh, anyone else see yeah, that? Yeah, he was pumped. He was pumped every time he <laughs> caught the ball, um, which is great because he came out of absolute nowhere and he's a monster this year. I really think there's just, I mean, Green Bay and also Green Bay's defense is not terrible. They get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, you know, um, and the Bucks defense really crumbles under pressure, like under enormous pressure, they crumble and they can't hold defenses. I know they, they stopped Drew Brees last week, but uh, Drew Brees didn't hasn't thrown a pass over 20 yards in like three weeks after he cracked pretty much all of his ribs. Um, but yeah, I really think Green Bay has the advantage here. So I'm if we go into picking, I know we all talked about it each. I would pick Green Bay. And Dustin, you got Green Bay too, right? Yeah. All right. Um, so for me, right. Yeah. So last week I picked the Rams to beat Green Bay because I did not see this rushing attack. Um, I don't know if it's just because I didn't do my job and do my research, but um, I thought it was going to be more Aaron Rodgers versus the Rams defense when really it was more of the running backs versus the Rams defense. And even Aaron Rodgers finished like 290 yards, and one of them was a 58-yard touchdown bomb off a play-action pass. The running game worked beautifully for Green Bay, and if they keep that up this week against Tampa Bay, who has a great, uh, pretty damn good rush defense, um, it could be a game changer. Uh, if it comes down to a passing attack, though, I don't see, I don't know if I see Aaron Rodgers doing it. And, uh, for keys for Tampa Bay, uh, Jones, give him the goddamn ball when you're rushing it. They had nine rushing attempts last week, and they were losing that game. And the only reason they won that game was because of Drew freaking Breeze can't not commit a turnover in a playoff game. Saints fans, say what you want about the last time when the Rams had that pass interference call that wasn't called. Drew Breeze still threw two interceptions, still had a chance to win the game, and still couldn't do it. And he couldn't do it this time either. He is a choke artist. I hope he has a good time in retirement because – he can't do anything in the playoffs. And the only Super Bowl he won was Bounty Gate. You want to call Patriots cheaters? The only one you guys won was Bounty Gate. Um, Tampa Bay. Ronald Jones the ball. Don't rely on TB12 because it proved during the first two weeks that if you rely on him, you might not actually win. And now you're playing up in Green Bay in the cold. I don't know if it's going to snow or not. Could be a good one to watch. Um, don't 
relying on turnovers. Green Bay, don't turn the ball over. But I will say, I have gone against Green Bay all season, or uh, Tampa Bay all season. I'm going to side with them this time. I'm going with Tampa Bay's defense. I'm picking them to win this game. Oh, wow. So when you come back and you go uh, one for one, we'll know. Dude, I am hoping to go one for one. I'm also going to go one for one. I'm actually hoping to go 0 for 2. Because the teams I want to win, I'm not picking to win. All right. Next one. On the clock, we got Buffalo and Kansas City. Big news here is Patrick Mahomes is expected to play. So I want to go first here, um, just so I can get it out of the way. I know Dustin went first last time, and he likes going first, you know. Um, but I want to go first this, this time. Um, the Bills last week versus the Ravens. The, the the score of that game was a lot closer than like – or the game was a lot closer than the score. Um, I know it was 17-3, to three, but in the case scenario, right, if, if, um, if Lamar Jackson didn't throw the interception for a touchdown and they kicked a field goal and Justin Tucker, who missed field goals, which is ridiculous, actually made all of his field goals, it would have been a 12-10 to 10 game Ravens. So, you know, scenario-wise, it was a lot closer than it should have been. Um, but the defense was just crazy on both sides, how, you know, like the defense was able to hold the Ravens to three points. I know Lamar Jackson's an absolute trash can of a quarterback. But um, I think the Bills' defense really stood up a better than I thought they would have. Um, and then the Chiefs' defense um, stood up a lot better than I thought they would have also. But it was still a closer game. Um, than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I said it was going to be a high-scoring game, but realistically, you know, for my own sake, I thought it was going to be um, more of a blowout. And the, the, the Browns could have won that game with Mahomes out. I know that the Chiefs are favored by three here, um, but I think if the Bills' defense can be as stout as they were against the Ravens, the Bills have more of a chance. And I'm really rooting for the Bills to actually win a Super Bowl. So I'm going to pick the Bills here. Dustin? Dustin? Uh, for me, I, I got to go with the Chiefs. The Chiefs, are, the Chiefs are the dynasty of right now. Their offense is too loaded. Their defense has players that will step up and make, make plays when they need to be played. I mean, need to be made. Uh, I I just I, I don't see any argument for the Bills to be honest. I'm I'm all Chiefs on this one. Oh, you didn't like they my just argument? I, I mean, I, I liked your argument. It was it was well spoken out. <laughs> but but Andy Reid just knows knows how to coach a game and get them in a position to win it, even if it does end up being a close game. So. Um... So I disagree with you on Andy Reid. I uh, I think he's overrated coach. Um, oh my god. He he made the championship game in the NFC and AFC multiple times. Going to make it to the Super Bowl. Um. But anyways, um, Buffalo needs to run the ball. They ran the ball nine times all game last week, and they barely escaped with the win. Uh, like Jamie said, 
two missed field goals, a pick six. So you take the pick six away, you add the two missed field goals. You're talking a 10 to nine game, very much closer than it should be. Uh, and it's because they didn't run the ball. They got away from their game plan because Zach Moss is out. Um, you need to trust Singletary. You need to start hammering that ball in. And you know what? The offensive line actually enjoys running the ball more because they get explode off the ball and go forward and not retreat backwards. So hit the uh, hit the defensive line, hit the linebackers, start running the ball, start closing the ball downfield through your run game, use a play-action pass. Because last week you relied on uh, Josh Allen, and it got you 10 points. Not 17, 10 points. Uh, and the Ravens, honestly, Jamie, I'm going to say this right now. Let this be known. Ravens should have won last week. I wish. The, they, they lost the game because of Justin Tucker missing the two field goals. Yep. I feel like the Bills did not. Here's my thing. I feel like if Justin Tucker didn't miss those two field goals, that Lamar Jackson wouldn't have forced that pass in the end zone. He would have played a lot more conservative. No, he wouldn't have. Because no, and I totally agree. Because there's a lot of difference between down ten to three than ten to nine. If you're down ten to nine, you take a sack and kick a field goal and go up twelve to ten. Yep. And you win that game most likely. Um, also, Buffalo, you need to play QB spy on Mahomes. Do not let him get to dance around and do what he wants. If he's going to advance outside of the pocket, you got to be careful. Don't over pursue him. He is dangerous. Um, Kansas City, Andy Reid, let Mahomes be Mahomes. Call the plays that he wants, that he is good at. Do not start getting nicky picky. Just do do what Mahomes likes. Let him play his offensive game. Let him do what he wants to do. If he wants to throw the ball, let him throw it. If he wants to run it, let him run it. He's a great – he's an elite QB. We talk about elite QBs say He's an elite QB. He might be, be – he is better than Rivers. He is better than Breeze. And he is right up there with Brady. Talent-wise, better than Brady. Um, let him just be him. I got KC winning this game easily if, if Mahomes plays. If Mahomes gets knocked out, Bills. I feel like you against the, the Bucks. Me and you are going uh, one for yeah. one here. Yeah. And one, of your key, though, huh? one of your key points for the Bulls running the ball, the Chiefs tend to take away opponents' run game with their offense. It, it's it's hard to establish a good running game against the Chiefs when they're point, putting up points so quickly. So um, looking at the Chiefs' offense, one of my key games this year was Chiefs at Miami, where the Chiefs actually were behind for most of the game. And they th- there's a lot of times this, this year that Mahomes hasn't been Mahomes in the past. If they can get out to the early lead, jump out 21, 28 to nothing, uh, then, yeah, you, you eliminate the run game. But uh, even last year, we've seen the Chiefs get behind and Mahomes have to pull, pull a win out of nowhere. Uh, this is why I think it's Mahomes, not Andy Reid. You know, Andy Reid drafted him, yeah, but it's Mahomes doing magic. Mahomes magic, not Vince magic. All right. So now that's out of the way. We have uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything at all? I, I, um, oh, oh, really quick. Um, 
Did you guys see the the concussion hit on Mahomes? Yeah, the chokehold, the uh, the WWE hit. Yeah, I saw that. Did Did you think Mac Wilson should have been um, had faced any penalties for that? I mean, it, it. I think it looked a lot worse than it was. I don't see legally in the in the terms of NFL NFL. There was nothing really wrong about that. I think it was a football play. Um, he his the, the defender's head hit Mahomes' shoulder, and then he just kind of grappled him down to the ground. Um, Legally, I don't see anything wrong. He didn't grab the horse collar. He didn't grab under the face mask. He just wrapped his arm around his neck. There's nothing else he could have done. You know that it wasn't like a legal play where he grabbed underneath the face mask and threw him to the ground. Or grabbed him by the horse collar and threw him to the ground. He just, arm just wrapped around his neck and threw him to the ground. He didn't grab anything. So there's no penalty on that. Dustin? I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, uh, when we were talking earlier before before the podcast, when we were like setting up the agenda, I saw something on that and it said, well, uh, Mac Wilson escapes hit on my uh, penalty on my homes. I'm like, I looked at him like there, there's no escaping anything here. It's a football play. He didn't do a cheap shot. It was a full, like he, he went for a tackle. Mahomes lowered himself. And it, I just, I don't know how, like, like this is to me, this is just pandering to QB. The, the, the new star, the new generation of QB. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's there's nothing more the defender could have done. I think the defender did everything perfectly. As you said, I feel like it's everyone catering to Mahomes. Like, oh, he got hit and he got hurt and you know he he's our baby, you know. But like there's there's he didn't do anything wrong. There's there shouldn't be any penalty at all for that. All right, um, we do two minutes, two minute drill plus overtime. Yeah, so we do. So Dustin, I know I know you you listen rarely or at all. Um, we we do a we do a two minute drill plus overtime. So what we do is we do um, Bernie and I both get a minute, and then uh, you get an, another minute. We usually go over the minute, um, but yeah. So it's two minute drill, one minute, one minute, and then overtime for a minute. Okay. Okay, Bernie, do you want to go first? Because I always go first. I'll go first if you want. If you truly want. Yeah, I truly want it. You, you, you really, really want to? Yeah, mine's mine's mostly a discussion a minute, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I actually, uh, mine isn't a discussion, really. All right, so are we ready? I'm two ready drill? when you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We usually go right. over the minute, so it's not really a two-minute drill. But... Um, so I'm here to talk about Buffalo Bills, mainly their fans. The Buffalo Bills fans of Bills Mafia, you guys, as a Patriots fan, I'm saying this, have the best fan base in football. You guys are a blue-collar town, and you understand what it means to be blue-collar. Lamar Jackson goes out last week with a concussion, and what do all of you do? Donate $8 to Lamar Jackson's charity. And that is unbelievable, because you do not hear about any other fan base doing this. And donating eight dollars because that's what Lamar Jackson wears is number eight. But even if you guys are donating one dollar, 
it's a whole bunch of you donate to this cause. And just the amount of respect I have for you guys is unbelievable. Um, Barstool might make it seem like you guys are just a bunch of rowdy people, but you guys are one of kind, first class people. Uh, I am rooting. I am actually rooting for the Bills. I may pick Kansas City, but I am rooting for the Bills to get the upset. I am rooting for the Bills to win the Super Bowl for you guys. You guys are top notch, and I am so happy for you guys that for the first time in a long time, your Bills are doing great. And I hope and pray for the best of you guys in the playoffs. So you guys can experience what I have been so lucky to experience from my, my whole lifetime is watching the Patriots, the Bruins, the Celtics, and the Red Sox all win. And I just want you guys to have one of them. If not two, if not three, because you guys, again, first class fan base, you guys are the best. Thank you for showing everyone else what it means to actually be an NFL fan. Now, remember, I picked the Bills to win, so um, I'm the I'm I'm the better person. I'm the only one. Oh, I'm the only one here that picked the Bills to win. All right. I am rooting for them. You're rooting I, for I, them, but you didn't pick them. Like I no. did. No. Because if the Bills win it all, if the Bills win it all, I can say as a Ravens fan, we lost to the Super Bowl champions. Well, so here's the thing, right? Is that when I pick with my emotions, I have been wrong. Tampa Bay has proved that. I want to pick with my emotions, but Tampa Bay proved I cannot pick with my emotions. Go Bills. <clears throat> so what I want to oh. talk about is going to be very controversial. And I know that Dustin is going to probably disagree with me, and I want to hear his input. Okay, Dustin? Let's hear it. I think next year, for the Ravens, I know they made it to the, the conference game, right? Like the, the divisional round is the, the wild card divisional round, divisional round. They made it to the divisional round. But, you know, they have to change their offensive scheme. I understand that they are run first, run, 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 run. But Lamar Jackson, I feel like, is going to get hurt in the next couple seasons. He's going to be like RG3, where he runs, 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 gets hurt. They need to at least get some kind of offensive weapon in free agency to give him at least some kind of wide receiver support. I know he has, you know, he has Marquise Brown, he has Dez Bryant, who can at least do something. And he has Willie Sneed, but like none of those guys besides Marquise Brown is a top wide receiver that can get open for him. And I think Lamar Jackson needs to think more of throwing first rather than running first because he's going to get hurt. And I think they'd have more progress if they had better wide receivers. Disagree with me. I agree with you just for different reasons. I think uh, if anything, it, it helps Lamar. It helps Lamar's running game too. It once you create that that threat, I don't think he should stop running at all. I I think. Oh, I never said he should stop running. I think I think the mentality should be more of pass. First option is pass. Second option is run, because he's more of less thinking. I drop back for a pass, but I'm not thinking pass. I'm thinking run, run, run. Yeah, I I definitely see where you're coming from. I just it's it's I think one thing in the league is we tend to make it not okay for a QB to be a running QB and Lamar just brings something really we haven't seen. Like you might say Michael Vick, but I, I even think he, he, he just he's 
different from Vic even, just how elusive he is. And and I I think he getting another offensive weapon at wide receiver would really help that passing game and really help that narrative and help him help him become more of a throwing QB like everyone wants to see and would certainly help us get even farther. But I, I don't see anything wrong with the with the player he is. But of, of course, another weapon would help would help our whole team. You, I mean, but that's that's anywhere you put on a, another weapon. Do you think we should draft or try to find free agency? Find because we are awful at drafting receivers. We are awful. All we look for is the Sweet. fastest receiver. It yeah. seems like with Hollywood and and Duvernay, we don't really go for and anybody that can really go up and get a ball. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I feel like uh, if Allen Robinson makes it to free agency, he is a number one player for the Ravens to pick up this year. Uh, as as a Patriots fan, let me say I am ecstatic to see Jackson as the QB because you make it a run only team and not a pass team. Uh, as as you guys should be concerned, is not really what Jackson should do, but really just be replacing Jackson. Um, even with the run first is not a horrible thing because you you set up the play action, which is how you guys won your last Super Bowl. Um, I believe that the last Super Bowl against the 49ers, you guys had a 50-50 run to pass split, and a lot of those passes were off play action. Um, so it's really just finding a QB like Joe Flacco, that can do play action. Just don't overpay him. That's where you guys ran into trouble. Is you guys overpaid Joe Flacco, and it proved because you guys didn't make it back to a Super Bowl. And I think you guys made the playoffs one or two years after that Super Bowl. Um, it, it, yeah, so I, I think the running game isn't a problem. I think the QB – um, even with the wide receivers, you really don't know what you have at wide receivers because you don't have a guy that can throw the ball to wide receivers with the what the NFL open, what is considered an NFL open receiver. A lot shorter and smaller than a college open receiver. So do you, do you agree with me that Brett Hutley played a better game in that playoff game than Lamar Jackson did? Pass, so, so passing, it, passing the ball. So, it's always difficult when you look at a QB that comes in to a game because the defense doesn't prepare for the backup. They prepare prepare for the starter. Um, so, it, it's kind of hard to look at these two guys and they're like, oh yeah, this guy definitely did better when really they don't have game film on him and they don't know. They didn't know that they were going to knock out Jackson. Um, But overall, I, I think that, I don't know. So it adds another dynamic to your offense. So they, I'm not saying they win, but I'm saying that it would have been not a 17-3 game. If if Justin Tucker hit those field goals and everything like considered with uh, the backup, I think they would have won that game. 
because Hudley went down the field and they had a field goal chance. So they would have been up 12 to 10. Yeah, no. Um, it, 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 it's hot. You don't prepare for a backup. Yeah, you don't prepare for a backup. But I think they, I think that it adds another dynamic and it, it backs off the defense. All right, that's that's right. too much of a one minute. All right, Dustin, go, go. Enough discussion. Go, Dustin. All right. I guess I'll uh, step away from the NFL and talk a uh, talk on something in the NBA. Uh, we. We do a lot of talking about the superstars in the NBA, which is great in a very superstar-studded NBA right now full of super teams. But I think this year we're also going to get to see some of those players that are right under superstar caliber really shine. And I think somebody not named LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard and all you know, the big superstars in the league right now is going to win MVP this year because somebody's going to step up on one of these teams that's kind of floating under the radar and really show off and it's it's going to be exciting to see you've got you've got players that you might have heard of like Jokic and Embiid um that I I think don't get enough attention for what they bring to a game I I don't know if you guys know Jokic or have watched Jokic but he's probably one of the more all-around players in the NBA that nobody really tends to look at and I would I would really love to see him bring home the MVP for the Nuggets it's this year um but my person who i love in the nba right now is luka Doncic, and i really see him being the next big face in the nba after we start seeing our our beloved and big superstars go away um so yeah i just wanted to give some love to some of the smaller names and the nba that i'm excited to watch you got trey young coming up um it's going to be really, really fun to watch this transition from what, what we thought was going to start dying out with Kevin Durant and LeBron James and all them, and we're going to get to see some exciting talent, and it's really going to shine this year in the NBA, in my opinion. We're going to see a different MVP for once and see what somebody's got. Uh, what are the chances of Bradley Beal making it as the MVP? Uh, unfortunately, I wouldn't say it's very good because typically in in most sports the MVP goes to a, a winning team so nobody's really going to look at a player who's doing well but on a team that's 9 and 40. I'm, I'm pulling for Bradley Beal to win MVP this year. That's just me. All right well uh, that'll be the end of the show. We, we are still waiting for an intro and outro um, which, we, which we need to have but uh, I don't really have any musically talented friends. Um, but thank you, Dustin, for being here. We appreciate it. Uh, you're an NBA guy, and uh, you told me that you're going to start doing uh, NHL 2, so that will be cool to listen to. And I think we have a couple NHL guys that might come in too, so that will be a fun discussion. For sure, man. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, it's actually it's, it's been a lot of fun with you here. Yeah, I enjoy having yeah, a, another person with a different opinion than uh, Bernie and I because we like to bicker a lot. So having that third opinion to agree with one of us is really nice. Um, mostly me because uh, <laughs> I'm right. He's, yeah, that's the one where I want to agree. Yeah, he, he said it <laughs> in this podcast that 
I was right and he was wrong, so... Uh... I'm also on his side on that, though. The firing of Lynn was really stupid, but that's that, that's over. <laughs> I was right and he was wrong. All right. Uh, well, uh, this is a the 11th episode of The Recap. We appreciate you guys listening. I know it was a little bit longer this time, but... Uh, we will uh, see you guys next week. Hopefully it will be a little less, but probably not. <laughs>